I don't like to boast. They like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks, I like the motor boat. Can River Man make it your check? Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? I know they just be acting for cash. But I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that? Do that? Do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that, screw that, screw that. I'm an alpha, I'd eat through that. Through that, through that, mmm. So why'd he do that? Do that, do that, mmm. Howdy, gang. BTM commentary. We're back again. It's Zach and myself. This time we got a guest in our buddy Goat. Goat, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and where you're from, just for folks that don't know. People that didn't catch Zach on your show, I think it was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe a, a tiny sliver of like the super old school fans will maybe know who I am. Because I used to be uh, associated back with the the tail end of the uh, exploited cinema, mm-hmm. but uh, done a few other things too, like Hillbilly DVD Reviews YouTube channel, and then the last since 2015, uh, kind of off and on, been doing this movie graveyard podcast, which Zach was a a, a humble guest on. He brought the critters uh, goodness to our show, so we appreciate that. Hell and- yeah, we we all incest. We're all we all fucking with each other, like uh, our boy uh, Corey G was a big part of a movie graveyard too yeah yeah about the first 20 25 episodes or so yeah before he dropped out of the podcasting game so yeah and that whole six degrees of Corey g blows my fucking mind always it's ridiculous <laughs> it is it, well you know you know what's even i'll take it even like even way crazier back before Corey g ever did anything like on, on his own like podcasting i knew who Corey g was because i used to listen to this show called profondo cinema that would just mm-hmm. take like voicemails so every now and then I would like, um, you know, call in, leave a voicemail, and um, Corey would do the same. So I knew who Corey was from like back then. I thought you were going to say you're his lucha mask dealer. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. But it blows me away. He he literally is a canker sore that just gets passed around from everybody. Everybody's had it at some point. But uh, we'll talk more about all that stuff. Let's go ahead and roll the movie. What we're going to watch tonight is. Extro and the story behind our pick of Extro is we were originally going to do bio bio exploitation uh and it was biopic or biopic whoever you are however you say it and that's what it was the whole time and then Zach literally tells me wait a minute is this biopic I'm like yeah man that's what we've been alluding to the whole time we're talking about La Bamba and all this bullshit he's like I thought it was bio like I already asked Gold if you want to do Extro. I'm like, we could do, we could do that kind of bio horror if you want to. So shifting uh, lanes for this month, we're going to stick to bio horror because Zach fucked up and, and goat was interested, but it's cool because this movie's very interesting and it's one that we have talked about doing in the past, but we're not going to waste too much more time. We're going to go and get started. Uh, Zach, you we're wanna- at, right when it fades in, it says amalgamated film enterprises presents and new line cinema presents or whatever. We pause as soon as it fades in. Okay. Yep. And we're all going to start in three, two, one, play. Hell yeah. This movie fucked me up as a kid. Oh, hey, I'll say really quick, guys. If anybody out there doesn't have a copy of this, which I wouldn't blame you. They just recently put it out on Blu-ray. I don't remember who it was. I think it's the same people that put out the Changeling. That's a smaller distributor. I I can't. Is it Severin, maybe? 
Maybe it might Maybe. be. Uh, but if you guys don't have a copy of it, I found a website that is streaming a DVD. It might even be from the Blu-ray. It looks awesome. It's like Netflix quality, and that's what I'm watching it on. So I'll we'll put that in the link. And and they actually have extra two also because it started playing after I finished rewatching it. I'm like, holy shit! I wonder what else is on here. Extra two is not as good. Yeah, I I watched the first thirty minutes and I'm like, God, this feels like. I don't know. It felt like one of those TV shows you'd watch on WGN on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Made for TV. Yeah, it's like they watched they watched uh, fucking uh, Alien and thought, let's just remake this as Extra 2. Uh, it'll look uh, not good, though. Yeah, it, it, it has that condition where it was clearly a script that already existed and they wanted to slap the extra name on it. But it was, I don't know why they would do that because it was eight years after this movie existed. I don't really know if this movie had some kind of a cult following at that point. Screenplay by Robert Smith. Robert Smith Here. of the Cure wrote this movie. That's some cure for you. I just laid it I on almost went, I almost went into the... I almost quoted Radiohead from South Park, and I got my episodes mixed up. You big baby. Hell yeah! Remember he was on. Uh, there's Robert Shea. He was on an episode of uh, fucking Robert Smith. He was on an episode of South Park. Yeah, wherever he had to fight the mighty Barbara Streisand uh, robot. So I'll tell about the time I first saw this flick, and you guys can share. But we used to rent. We were those low class, trashy people that used to rent movies at the library because we didn't want to want to pay Blockbuster. And obviously, when you go to a public library, usually the selection's very limited. Uh, but they had extra. I remember we we want we rented extra and uh, what is it? The Searchers. Am I getting that right? Is that the Corey Haim movie? Is it, am I not, am I thinking of a different movie? John Wayne made the Searchers. Oh, what am I thinking? What's that movie with uh, Corey Haim and the fucking dog? It also had an alien in it. I think. Oh, the, the, I think I think that's Watchers. See, maybe? The Watchers. Yeah, that's right. My bad. Yeah. Uh, so I remember we rented both of those, and I, I watched it back then. I was probably in the fifth grade. I kind of remembered basic plot stuff, but when I rewatched this today, I just, I was blown away at all the weird, obscure shit that I didn't remember. Like, I don't know what the fuck is up with the clown midget. Oh yeah, the fucking midget juggalo (laughs) that shows up in the kid's room. And we'll get to it, obviously. And then we're going to come across like a living toy soldier guy. It just turns into a bit of an acid trip. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's cool. The the like the opening like five minutes of the opening credits are great. Like it looks like a student film. It's just a still shot of some stars and some white credits coming up for like five straight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. with, with a Casio synthesizer playing. Exactly. When I was hearing these uh, voiceovers for this opening scene, I was getting hardcore House by the Cemetery, Fulci overdub vibes with that little kid. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. The whole movie feels very European. Like they watched a bunch of spaghetti uh, horror movies and were like, "Let's do something like this." Well, it's an English movie, so it is European. Yeah, I didn't even know that. The stepdad, or the guy that wants to be the stepdad, he's the only like American-speaking dude in the whole movie. Yeah, and I don't know if that's all about, but yeah, it's a, it's a Brit flick, which I think adds to the charm. And I didn't. That's something I totally forgot about too. I think when I was a kid, I just I that's one of the things I remember differently as I get older. I, I totally just disregarded British accents. But yeah, I'm like, oh shit, it's British. See, I remember watching this like I was probably like six years old. And like when I was uh, really young, I used to love watching horror movies. But then whenever I got a little older to where I had actually understood what was happening, I kind of got scared of them. So 
I was about six when I was uh, like scared of him, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night. This movie was on, and it was like, uh, like I didn't want to get up and turn the channel because I didn't have a remote. Like I was afraid, like I'd get close to the TV and something scary would happen, and I'd freak out. So I just laid there in the dark watching it the whole time, and like, uh, yeah, for for years afterwards, like I would bring it up. And people would never know what I'm talking about. And I started to believe in that. I just fucking, like, it was a fever dream I had. I just made the whole movie up. And it kind of seems like a dream watching the movie. Like you were the one abducted? Like those stories when they come in your sleep in your room and they take you to the spaceship? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is uh, I um, I don't know what I was going to say. I totally fucking lost it. That's I'm old, guys. It's because we got fucking abducted and they fucking put us back and you well, just forgot what it was. I was going to yeah. comment. I was going to comment on what you were talking about when you were a little kid. When we're really young, I, I think what we're scared of when we watch these movies is all visual because I I remember being really scared of things like Pennywise when I was super little and, and even Chucky because I was like a few years old when I first saw the first one. I don't really remember anything about the story. I just remembered the actual physical doll and, and images of that stuff. This movie, it's kind of scary. Like if you, the story, I don't know if, obviously I, my mind didn't really wrap around it when I was a kid, but just the visual aspect of that alien thing, fucking people in the face with his dick. I don't know what the hell's oh, yeah, going on with that yeah. thing, uh, but it's freaky looking and the effects are kind of cool. Well, I like how the, the whole thing is, like, kind of nonsensical. Like, the whole alien abduction nightmare in the first scene, like, the whole crazy thing that happened was uh, is because the dad threw a stick up into the air. Yes, yeah. Like, I like whenever I came back, well, like, I woke up in the middle of the movie, so I didn't see the beginning. But whenever I finally saw it, I was like, what the fuck did he, like, I was like, uh, did he, like, cause a dimensional shift when he threw the stick? Like, uh, all of a sudden, yeah. yeah, like, what the fuck? Because, like, the stick even, like, froze in the air for a second, and then the, the flash of light came and the aliens came. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see the alien come. Yeah. Well, I'm what about you? When did you watch this movie? <laughs> Believe it or not, I never really knew anything about, like, Extro series, like, while it was going on, really. My first, like, whatever introduction that Extro even exists was actually a Fangoria article about Extro 3 in the Mm mid-90s. And, like, that got me curious about the series. So, like, I looked and, like, none of my, like, local or even, like, chain video stores at the time had any Extro movies. So, I was just, like, in the dark. And then, like, maybe about 10, 12 years ago... A friend just, like, gave me, like, a bunch of, like, I guess, like, old burned whatever, like, DVDs that he didn't want anymore. And one of them was extra. So, like, I literally only saw it for, like, the first time 10 years ago. I'm like, cool. And it's the only one I've seen. I've never seen two or three. Although I understand that they're just totally unrelated alien, like, horror movies. If I remember right, the same director did two and three also. Yeah, yeah. Which makes no sense. Like, well, how come he didn't connect them more? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, we're so used to getting these shit sequels, like, pumped out, and then it's like, you know, like, like it's just random writers, random directors, but it was the same guy, and he just made random movies and slapped extra on it. This scene is genuinely creepy when they I see I think him. it is, and he's across the street. Oh, yeah, he looks genuinely creepy, too. I think this is... Walking like a cricket. This is the best scene ever in film, right here. That? No, seriously, <laughs> I was I was re-watching this earlier today while I was kind of multitasking, and... Out of my peripheral, I saw where it just flashed there on the side, and it, it's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, it's kind of like how you would see it if you were really in the situation. Right. 
there, there's something about that three seconds of film that just like it, that was literally the best part of the movie because like, I, I, I don't even remember where it was, but there was some type of either documentary or clip show I was watching where they were talking about extra and they showed that clip. And when I saw that guy like skitter out to the road and off the road, like that made me want to see this movie like more than anything. And like, yeah, like I guess, I guess for people who haven't seen the movie, it's like a guy in an alien costume, but what he does is he gets on like his hands and knees, but not like facing downwards like a dog. Like, like pretty much what he did was like, you know, he arched his back up and they put the alien head because it's not really that articulate. They, they put like the alien head on the back of his head. So when he walks, he's kind of like on all, all fours, but he's walking backwards and it makes it really fucking freaky because his knee joints and arm joints are like all like backwards and shit. Yeah. I was recently watching, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, the, the new series with uh, Bruce Campbell hosting, mm. and like, uh, there's this guy that, who's really like, uh, he can like, fucking like do shit like that, and th- like, yeah, he he's like double jointed in his wrist and his legs and shit. He can like crawl on his back like that and like tilt his head so that it's like looking at you right. It's fucking crazy. He was on there, and like, yeah, they've been hiring him to do like uh, practical effects and like horror movies. He was on uh. You guys watch um uh what was that what's that called uh freaking uh a show uh, Channel Zero on Sci-Fi. He was on season uh-huh. 3 of that. He played like a character. That kind of looked like when she was outside of the car, kind of looked like Scully. It did. It did. Is this fucking Extro X-Files? Uh, it's fucking Illuminati shit. I think Extro kind of looks like a pumpkin head with dwarfism. Hell yeah. I always thought it was interesting that the alien played, like, possum there. Like, they didn't even come anywhere close to hitting him. He just, like, scurried off the road to, like, get out of the sun or the the headlights or whatever. But Mm -hmm. they went and, like, found him. Like, like, were we supposed to, like, originally was the scene going to be, like, they hit him like a dog? Because it made no sense why he just went, laid down in the woods and pretended to be dead until the guy came up. Yeah. He spit acid juice in his face. Maybe it's, uh, like, I remember watching it on VHS, like, just like anything on VHS, the picture's always really dark, and like the whole movie yeah. was darker. So seeing it on this copy, it's like the most lit up and easy to make out as I've ever seen it. So like, yeah, I remember that scene being way darker looking. Maybe it's just something that gets lost, and it was like, oh, it was supposed to be like, oh, they thought they hit a deer or something, and he goes to yeah. check on it, and then it plays. Like, that's kind of what I always thought growing up watching it. I'm curious, like, what the tech, like, I kind of understand, like, how they scan films in now and make masters of them and shit, but I wonder how, like, what were they using back in the day that made every VHS release, like, the darkest version of the film? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was weird. It was, it was, like, uh, I remember uh, on the commentary for Basket Case, Frank Hennelotter was talking about how, like, the VHS copies of Basket Case were always really dark and hard to see. Like, uh, that was one of those, like, when that movie came out, that was back when VHSs were, like, a hundred bucks for a brand new VHS. And, like, I guess the the company was doing something like, hey, we're we're gonna mark this down to, like, fifty bucks. And he's like, oh, we'll put a basket case on there. And they're like, really? You don't have to. It's, like, still a new movie. And he's like, no, go for it. And, like, it's it was, like, one of the biggest selling movies at the time because it was so much cheaper than every other movie. Yeah, I think I think that's smart actually. When you got a lower budgeted movie, like back then, I bet, I bet, I bet, like every video store that was like waffling, you know, when every tape was eighty, ninety bucks, they were probably like that was a no brainer. You yeah. could probably get anything for fifty bucks and turn a profit. 
He was talking on the commentary too. He said like, yeah, uh, up until the DVD came out, that was like uh, the first time he ever got to go through the negative and like brighten it up the way he wanted to because that VHS was always really dark and hard to see everything. By the way, this movie does not fuck around. We're 12 minutes in. We've seen a kid's dad get abducted by aliens. We've seen like the alien ship return back down to Earth. The alien crawl out, kill a guy, kill actually another woman. Now he now he's like ready to like rape kill outside of like a house in the woods. Like this movie is not fucking around at all. Like fuck that like oh something's got to happen every 15 minutes. Like something that happens every 90 seconds in extra. <laughs> And we're yeah. we're gonna have this we're gonna have this one scene, Zach, where I feel you probably got the strangest boner of your life when the dad is awkwardly, awkwardly sucking the kids. His shoulder, yeah, he's sucking his shoulder cock. It's really That's fucking hot. awkward because they just stay on it for a little too long for my liking. <laughs> and then later they have the kid doing it to the babysitter or whatever that uh, German chick, yeah, uh, which she's hot. I mean, I'm glad. I don't really know what other purpose in the movie she serves besides you get to see her boobies. Um, but, uh, Hell yeah. but that's the same thing there too, which is still kind of awkward. Like, it's just odd that they allow a kid to just suck on. Cause I think he's sucking on her side, like, you know, uh, lower than her navel like her stomach. Yeah. Isn't that weird though? He like sucks her uh, veins up through so that they're bulging out of her skin. And then he sucks the blue out of them. That's what I always thought. So look doing. at this. It clearly looks like a cock and you think it's raping her at first, but it's just kind of odd. Then it goes right. on her mouth. I, I, that has to be what they're implying, but they just couldn't pull the trigger completely on the rape. I, I guess I don't. Right? Maybe this is probably just how he impregnates. He just uh, he shoots his nut through the mouth and it goes down. <laughs> He's even coming. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> like I will say one thing: it's really weird. This movie. It's like in a way the special effects are not very good, but in a way they are good because it's like for whatever they lack in like realism looking. The way this movie shot, like the shots still creep you out. Mm-hmm. It works in like a uh, hey, it's practical effects. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Uh, this is kind of a side note. Do you know what movie I watched the other day? It was another revisit that I watched in the mid nineties, and uh, and it's not a, a good movie. It's just kind of a or whatever. It's like a four or five, but and the effects in it were. Not good, but at the same time, they were good. You guys ever seen uh, Bad Moon, that shitty uh, werewolf movie? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. Eric Red. Yeah, yeah. the werewolf kind of looks like something out of Chuck E. Cheese, like an animatronic show, but it's very entertaining to look at, minus the transformation scene where they went total mid-90s CGI, and it's like, ah. But yeah. Not a very good flick besides that. That's always the best thing to do is go mid-90s CGI. I haven't seen Bad Moon since the uh, since it came out in the theater, and uh, yeah, like I saw it like on one of the Screen Factory sales recently, and like I almost bought it, but for some reason I didn't pull the trigger. I'm probably not missing out on much. I no, guess if you know the difference between a four and a five for that flick is, I w- I'll, I'll give it a five just because at least it's one of those flicks that doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like 85 yeah. minutes, right? I mean, if it was one of those flicks that was even an hour and 45 minutes, I'd be like, "Fuck you, go home. You're a you're a two. But it's all right. Well, like, isn't like half the movie literally just like they live in that that house, kind of in the woods, and the the werewolves kind of like always like outside lurking, looking at them and shit. <laughs> yeah, but it moves so fast; it doesn't feel yeah. it, it. really goes by in a blink of an eye. I mean, it, it's not boring per se. It's always moving. Yeah. It's just it just feels like a uh, movie of the week on Sci Fi Channel, kind of. Yeah. I actually got a copy of Extra 2 uh, hosted by Joe Bob Briggs on Monster Vision. Oh, wow. Pretty donk. 
I haven't watched. I mean, you sent me the Blu-rays, but like I said, I haven't touched that since I think I watched Maximum Overdrive on those copies he sent me. And like I said, it was uh, choppy. It was like at like 12 frames per second. And I, I haven't looked. I'm not. I'm sure they're not all like that because I'm sure it's just like an amalgam of shit where they collected it all over the place. But I haven't. I don't know. I was kind of turned off about even looking at any of the other ones. But I wish I knew like which ones were good and which ones weren't. Not that Maximum Overdrive is a good movie anyway. It's okay if that one's fucked up. It's a funny movie. The best, the best thing about Maximum Overdrive is if you ever see actually the the trailer for it, where Stephen King's like, like he's not even just narrating. Like he's just the whole trailer is pretty much him just looking into the camera, cross eyed, and he's like coked to the gills, <laughs> and he's talking about how he's going to scare you to death and all this shit. And he's like, he's like, people tell me if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So I'm directing my first feature length film, Maximum Overdrive. Why did you choose that one? <laughs> out of all his books and his stories yeah he said he was gonna scare us to death that he picked a movie that's not scary to say that for i might as well bring this up because uh there's no other time in my life i'll ever talk about this but they actually did like a tv remake of it that was called trucks which i think is the name of the original oh yeah i remember that i remember it yeah i watched it about a year ago shockingly it's uh it was on cable or something and shockingly it's it's not very good either yeah zach we should do a Stephen King TV miniseries exploitation. Oh man, all of them are directed by freaking what's his name? What's that guy? Uh, Tommy Lee Le- Wallace. <laughs> no, uh, uh, fuck. Damn it! Why can't I think of it? The Mick guy Garris. that did the stand, Mick Garris. He did the stand. Oh yeah, Mick Garris. And uh, he didn't do Langoliers, did he? I know he did the stand. He did uh, that remake of uh, Shining with Stephen Weber. No, Tom Holland but- did the Langoliers. Unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what well, we'd already we already did it technically, so we already got it started and don't even realize it. Um Langoliers, Tommy Knockers, you guys ever see that shitty thing? That was shitty. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid, like Tommy Knockers was where I discovered Tracy Lords, and I just remember watching that miniseries like in disbelief how hot she was in it. I was even gonna Bonk. say this chick that's getting the axe right now kinda had a Tracy Lords vibe at first when yeah. she was, you know, not all fucked up in the face. <laughs> So, so like the alien, like that impregnated the girl, he just like melted into like a pile of snake skin. Like he, he's physically, he's done, he's gone. And like the dog from the, you, ever, you guys ever see that PBS TV show Wishbone? Yeah, I, I almost <laughs> called him Wishbone earlier. Yeah, <laughs> Wishbone is here eating the, the alien snake skin. It's like my dog when she eats her shit. Wishbone, yeah. I believe, was also the dog on Fraser Eddie. They were the same dog. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Talk about a, a money making dog. Uh, yeah, for somebody. Hey, so yeah. I, I'm confused now. Is the alien in this really the dad? Because she's given birth to the dad, or is it taking the form? Did it clone the dad? Right? Yeah, it's, I, it seems to imply at the end that he yeah become he lo- he like basically takes the form of the dad specifically just to steal the kid. Well, he, he I mean, it could be alien BS or whatever, but like. Because he, he, his memory is not really there either. But like, he tells the kid that like it's really him. But just like he had to adapt, like like this whole process of becoming an alien is what he had to do to adapt to living on the alien home world or whatever. Which I would buy if we didn't watch him giving birth to him. This seems awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we are <laughs> seeing a woman give birth to a full grown man. This is yeah. weird. <laughs> Again, like I was saying, like the effects aren't that great, but. They shoot it with multiple angles. It kind of like they kind of fool you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, they kind of pull it off. You know what's funny too is uh, I remember back in like eighth grade health, whenever we saw a uh, a birth on the tape 
for the first time, I immediately thought of this movie and thought how funny it would have been if the teacher just played this scene instead of like that. How it would have blown everybody's mind. I mean, yeah, he bites through the umbilical cord to release himself. (laughs) It's it's. I think Zach, if if you were a kid and this was your first introduction to you know birthing this movie and let's say like Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, you would think you come out like a fully fully grown. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, as a kid, I always thought like I never even like I always thought like uh, it, it was one of those things like you see it as a kid and it just gets in your psyche, and then when you watch it as an adult, you still think of it the same way. So I never yeah. really got like, oh, he's coming out of the freaking, uh, he's coming out of the giant. I always thought she was supposed to be shitting him out. Like the joke was, oh, she she ate a human and she's shitting him out. But then somebody's yeah. like, no, it's like she's giving birth, and I was like, I never even thought of that. Well, literally, literally, he grew in her stomach in like what fifteen seconds? Because mm-hmm. the stomach got insanely big, like 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 it wasn't like she woke up with that big stomach. She was normal when she woke up. She took a glass of water from the sink and then boom, just blew up like a balloon. Literally, that's how they do it in the aliens, the alien world. Yeah, get woke, <laughs> get woke, vagina broke. Hell yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, so here soon, because the dad's going to reintroduce himself into their lives, which I don't understand that phone, by the way. Why is the phone melting? That's a side note. Yeah. Yeah. He's too hot to handle. But anyway, when he reintroduces himself to his family's life, they just think he ditched him. He ran out, you know, went out for a pack of cigarettes, never came back type of thing, I guess. Um, I really think the boyfriend. I think he was, uh, I think he was pursuing his career and journey because he looks like Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Yep. No, but the boyfriend and her, they're a little too hard on the kid. Like when he first comes back, like, well, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm here. He's like, his dad's been gone. He's like, like, duh, his dad it's, it's three years ago. I'm not saying he can't kind of have grieved and moved on, but like, I'm sure the kid didn't fucking forget about his dad bailing on him three years ago. Like it was so long ago. Well, well, the, the kid keeps telling him like he got taken in the sky, and they keep t- they keep like telling him that's bullshit, that's bullshit. He left us, so like the kid does remember. So, mm-hmm. but but like the the dad, maybe it really is the dad, just like re terraformed into an alien being because he, he, I mean, he even knew the phone number to their house. How would an alien know that? Well, maybe the alien when it takes on like maybe it, it obtains all their fucking knowledge because there's been movies like that where you know. See, uh, they kind of leave it to where you can, uh, it's open to interpretation. Cause, uh, like, I always thought that when he tells the kid, like, oh, yeah, I had to, like, acclimate to being up there, I, I figured he was just, like, he, I didn't think he was talking about, like, oh, he actually changed to be like it. Cause at the end, he takes on his true form and he looks fucking all crazy. And we'll see that later in the movie. Yeah. And like that suit is awesome, except for the head is a little weird with these like glass eyes. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think it works. I don't know. This movie does something for me. Like, uh, I, I, every time I watch it, I kind of go back to feeling like I'm watching someone's dream. It's weird. It's got a, it's got an undeniable charm to it. Uh, I, it's not doing international relations any favors by making the most unlikable person in the movie American. I fucking hate the boyfriend. No, he's just this, this chick's she. Is she all dubbed? Is that what that is? Or is she just that shitty and hammy of an actor, this old lady? Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> she sounds like just... <laughs> it sounds off-putting. 
she's very yeah she's very like i don't know like what the word is but it's just like you just you get propelled away from her when you watch the film like you almost want want the hot like what another thing too is like the hot like 18 year old french babysitter whatever she is oh, french, like yeah. these people live in an apartment like can they really afford a hot like oh you know french au pair or whatever <laughs> It's just a weird setup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's usually the other way around. Like, usually these people that are working office jobs have giant-ass fucking penthouse apartments in movies, right? Like, there's no way yeah. that they would afford that. No one ever questions, like, why no one's hauling off fucking Martin Riggs's trailer on a beach somewhere. Some beach that yeah. nobody has any... I don't know. No, look at this. I noticed this last night. How did they get the wind to blow on cue? That's some good fucking yeah. effects. And then the truck goes by. Oh, yeah. Perfectly synced up. They knew what they were doing here. So, yeah. So, uh, Mary, which, by the way, like, Miriam Dabo here, the hot French nanny or whatever she is, like, what was her accent supposed to be? Because she, in real life, she's from the UK. Like, I don't think she has that weird-ass accent because uh, probably, like, what? Eh, probably, like, six, seven years after this, she was actually a Bond girl in the Living Daylights oh, with uh, Timothy Dalton. She show her boobies in it? Nah, because James Bond is like always PG, so no. Lamb. I think she's French. I think I said German at the top of the show, but it's French. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's weird. Like they wanted to like make it more international, and I guess New Line putting some money into it because Bob Shea was a producer. I guess he was just like, we gotta have one American in here, dude. <laughs> people do that. Like so, uh, I'm wor- I've been working on a project for a long time, getting a film financed, and that's what people fucking tell us all the time. Like, how about you make? Uh, that girl European. And, uh, you know, there's nothing set in stone that this this couple here has to be white. They can be Asian. It, it comes up all the time. And I get it. I mean, for marketing and, you know, people want to make their fucking money back and appealing to different people. But yeah. there's, yeah. There, yeah uh, I was going to, like, say something else, but, like, that would give away some of your script. I, I can't do that. She She's a 10. I think she's a 10. She's really attractive. And I'm I'm not going to get sexual on this show, but like, I think, I don't know. Her titties are great. That's all. I want to come on them. (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't? I I, I thought you were talking about the girl dead in the car. Like, (laughs) like you're a little ahead of us. No, no. Are you guys, am am I synced with you guys? Are you guys seeing that guy's ass cheeks right now? We're seeing her stand Uh, up right now. Yeah, I'm seeing her stand up. This guy looks like the motherfucker from Halloween 2 in the hot tub getting all sleazy with the big jugs. Yeah, Leo Rossi. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm just curious, j- jumping back into the international casting for your uh, project, Aaron, like when these people say we want like somebody from this country or that country, are they like, are they like, we'll just find an American and have them do a fake accent? Or are they really like willing to like pay the extra money to cast foreign actors? Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, some stuff you can't fake, I guess. I, for example, I, I've come to find out that, uh, when it comes to buying these, all these people care about is making their money. They don't care about offending people. It has nothing to do with PC culture at all. They just want mm-hmm. to know the bottom line. How, how are we going to get our money back? Bro, dude, so, go woke, go broke. <laughs> the Middle East, right? The Middle East is one of the biggest buyers for horror movies, for genre flicks. Um, and so this particular story at first had some depiction of people from that part of the world. That's what I was going to bring up, but I didn't know if I can. Okay. Cause so, uh, so it was, 
it wasn't crucial. I mean, I had to make a change, but there was depictions of people that might have been, someone might've looked at it and been like, it didn't say where they were from, but someone might've been like, okay, this is kind of like an ISIS thing. So that was the first thing that had to go like, yeah, look, I don't give a fuck about this, but we got to sell the shit type of thing. So our recommendation is you change that. So it, it's the same reason why uh, in the new Rambo movie, he's going up against Mexican cartels because nobody in Mexico funds American movies. 100%. So don't got to worry about pissing them off. No, no, seriously. It's 100%. It's not PC driven at all because Zach hit it on the head. Dude, they'll fucking plow over Mexican people all they want to. But like I said, you piss off some fucking oil rigger, you know, from Saudi Arabia. Ah, not going to happen. It, it seems like it might even be a way to try to get them to like want to finance movies. So like, hey, take it easy on like Mexican characters. Like, stop making them the bad guys. Like they're almost extorting them or something. Well, so I I'm totally against the idea of forcing different types of people in something if it's unnatural. Like sometimes you like what was it? Uh, was it something about what, what show was it? I think it was on Netflix or something about literally the declaration of independence, the revolutionary times. And they wanted to cast like African-American people where African-American people would have not been located like in high power. You know what I'm saying? They would have really, that shit is kind of weird to me. I mean, to each their own, but like for me, if we found out we can get X amount of more dollars, more than, you know, party a from party B, if we, uh, there's, there's a, there's a couple in this flick that's brother and sister. Technically, we could totally make them Asian. It really wouldn't change the story at all. I'd be fine with it. It wouldn't really bother me. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't care. Um, sometimes it, it doesn't matter, but sometimes they go crazy and it turns out to be a fucking McDonald's ad where it's like, you know, yeah, they're sitting at a yeah. table and the four best friends just happen to be one Korean guy, one black guy, one Jewish guy, and then one, one, one Mexican guy. Like, there's not even a white guy. The white guy, they got, yeah. they got to have him serving the fries because we got to balance it here. I- yeah, I feel like when you go too crazy like that, then you're not really appealing to anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just find that interesting because it's like, I mean, like, I've had some experience making, like, low-budget films. And, like, there is talent everywhere and all kinds of people and stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, the, you know, if if you're not making a big Hollywood studio movie, it's always in your best interest just to get the best actors you can, no mm-hmm. matter what mm-hmm. you know, type of person they are. This is where I noticed last night when I was watching this, he looks like fucking Steve Perry. I'm forever yours. She kind of like looks, like looks like Susan Saran. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the the dad reminds me of like Hugh Jackman's drunk uncle, kind of. Yeah, I, I see a mix of both. I, I get, I see it, depending on the angle, you get Perry or Hugh Jackman with a big nose. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. See, if I was going to fuck either Rick Perry or this guy, I'd pick him. Because Rick Perry. Okay. Oh, fuck. I already, see, I'm so bad with names. That's probably some baseball player that we don't realize. Rick Perry. But you want to fuck him. Yeah, I, I would pick him because he could fuck me with that nose and make me squeal. <laughs> there you go. So I... I like, it's kind of... Sorry, I... It's got, his nose is kind of angled <laughs> downward so he can uh, give you a good rim job and, and like, stick the tip oh, of the yes. nose in. Yeah. It's funny because I when I listened to uh, the episode that the Critters episode is acted on your show, uh, oh, yeah. he, he whenever he goes on somebody else's thing, he kind of dials it back because you know it's it's not his house, right? I get, right. but 
I just think it's funny. And I think even Zach's kind of down and down right now. But have you listened to a lot of the shit he says? Have you heard a lot of the episodes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know all about the cummies and the hot ass <laughs> little kids. Oh, yeah. I know all about it. So, like, even me saying that thing about the cum and the tits, that was me like, uh, did I, did Zach say that or did that come out of my mouth? Because that's not really a thing. I think maybe subconsciously I felt like Zach didn't fill the quota so far in the episode. And I think it just came out. Yeah. But. Yeah, Zach's a disgusting mother. I'm desensitized to it, though. Well, the little boy here, Tony, he has a pet snake named Harry. And you know, when Zach watched this movie, he he probably was come up like 10 different ways. He could stick Harry the snake up his own ass. So Hell yeah. Dude, well, I don't know why. You're saying Tony and little boy, it makes you think of The Shining. And it makes, it makes me think of uh, uh, <laughs> the grossest comment Zach ever said. And it was when you did uh, the R-rated show. Oh, yeah. I was on... Uh, another podcast called R-Rated Horror and like uh, we did The Shining and I was like oh man this could be like this could be a train wreck because this is a two and a half hour movie I gotta like you know uh, like I knew the movie by heart so I didn't need to brush up on it but like I was thinking of like some jokes like I could I basically made up some jokes that I could say at certain parts of the movie if no one else was talking like I do that with every episode but like if someone else is talking I'll just like "Ah, I'll just let that joke go or if it's fun enough i'll say i'll bring it up later but yeah i was like oh yeah that scene where he's doing the tony thing i'll say something like uh oh yeah every time i hear uh, a boy talk about a man that lives in his mouth i get hard as fuck or something like that you said man inside his mouth it was a lot more sexual it was really fucking perfect <laughs> and to preface it further the guy that was uh guesting on josh's show at that time he was unaware of you so it was one of those things where it you're testing him out like this is either going to put him off forever or he's going to but everybody died laughing because it was just out of nowhere because the whole show you're pretty reserved you're just laying down the factoids and driving it that way but then all of a sudden there's like a dead spot for like two seconds and you go blue full on and you say that that's exactly when i hear that dead spot i'm like okay this is my joke time which made it even more funny and more impactful because it just came out of fucking left field but it was it was really good it's amazing speaking of that snake though this this the old bitch like I said, she's really off-putting. Yeah. That scene where they where she finds the fucking snake in her salad and she just kind of sp- and she fucking kills it like a bitch. Oh. And she's scolding the mother after yeah. killing the snake. Like I don't think he's responsible enough to have a pet. Like I'm like oh, I wanted to hit her. Oh yeah, I wanted to throw her down some stairs. It's kind of funny how this movie devolves from uh, gross-out alien stuff for about a good probably 20, 30 minutes here. It becomes like about the dynamics of family drama with the ex-husband. I mean, I guess technically he's not even an ex-husband because he was just missing or whatever, but the the former husband showing up living in the same house with the boyfriend and all this. We're getting to see the shit Steve Perry was talking about in that Faithfully song. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know how much... You know, like, was shit hard up or what? Like, who would be fighting over this lady so hardcore? I mean, neither one of those guys surprises themselves. I'm going to call the guy with curly hair Hall Oates if we're calling the other guy Steve Perry. But Hall Oates, I don't know if he's acting irrationally or not. I get it. It would be quite disturbing if, you know, you were planning on proposing to this one girl or whatever. I don't know if he even planned to propose for her or if he just did that out of, like, uh, what do you call it? Feeling insecure because the dad came back. But... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're of the mindset, this guy never came back and all of a sudden the baby daddy comes back. Yeah, that would be a hard blow and I wouldn't know what to do. But at the same time, blow. man, like, yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. I think I would just have to take some time out. This guy never really goes away. I'd have to take a time out 
And at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't get involved with a boy and his dad, man. I just could not. I couldn't even put myself in that situation. This guy's really trying really hard to just stay in the game. Yeah, and he's, like, trying to lay the law down. Like, he's not going to stay here. He's not going to. It's like, first of all, that's, like, their old apartment house. Yeah. Like, it's it's not Weird, even, like, right? their new place. Yeah. Well, even, even he was being super aggressive when he first came back. He's the one saying, like, it was three years ago. The kid needs to get over it. I'm like, the dude just yeah. arrived that day back in the kid's life. It's been three years. Fucking easy up, dude. Like, it's just. He's aggressive from the get go. I don't. I don't like. See, him. I think they both want to win her back because secretly they're really fucking the the hot babysitter on the side. That looks like. See, that was that. Yeah, yeah that was confusing to me because the guy who plays the, the hot babysitter's boyfriend that's always sneaking in the banger, like all these guys kind of look the same. And like in yeah. that first sex scene, like you can't even see that guy's face at first. So I was like, oh, was this the drama that when like the ugly old mom goes to work that this guy bangs the hot babysitter? That's, but, th- but then eventually you find out, oh no, this is like a third dark haired guy that looks the same as these other fuckers. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know Europe, I've spent a lot of time in Europe and you get a lot of samey type people, but you'd think they would have made an effort to cast very visually different looking people. Right. This is great. Watch this. This is great. The kid walks in, sees him just drinking some cummy looking shit. Like it he looked could like be, it looked like body wash, like eggs. he was drinking shampoo. Yeah. He didn't see where that came from. How does he know to be scared of that? Yeah. But but those those snake eggs that he's supposedly eating that he crushes and he eats the juice, those things were so tiny and yet they pr- produce like gallons. <laughs> just like Zach. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like any testes. They produce yeah. gallons of it. Yeah. And it keeps on coming. <laughs> We're almost at the part where he's going to suck the little boy. It's really fucking odd. Yep. But I was going to say on the on the note of they, sh- you would have think they would have, uh, you would have thought they would have made an effort to cast different looking people aesthetically because it's the same reason why I got upset when we did the uh, Alone in the Dark commentary. Like you don't cast both what is that uh, uh, Christian Slater and Stephen Dorff in the same movie because they're very aesthetically yeah. similar, same height, same yeah. hairline. They got that weird yeah. like angry eyebrow look and you know there's there's actors that you don't cast at the same time and right. they fucking did it but Uwe Bowl is going to break the rules I guess like that guy. Uwe does it Uwe's <laughs> operated on a different level that probably a lot of us can't comprehend. He's a, he's a fucking five head motherfucker. He's, you know, he's got like <laughs> an 800, 8000 IQ I feel like okay so these two actors are not at all similar in any way in their delivery but I feel like two actors that you couldn't put co-starring next to each other are uh, Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze because they also had similar hairstyle, similar bone structure, similar size, similar build. Like even the way they like with their shirts off, right? They similar. You can't have those two guys in the same movie either. You have guys like Keanu who no one looks like Keanu, so he can kind of like you know mix with anybody. The Reeves. What's weird about Keanu is like if you watch his younger roles when he was younger, he kind of looked like he had some. Um, like Asian heritage. Now you see him; he just looks like an old white guy. Well, he, yeah. he is. He is. A, I don't know if I he's like a quarter Asian. Is he half Japanese or a quarter? Yeah, I thought he was. He, he totally is. I don't remember if it was a quarter or half or what he is. Yeah, I forgot what it was. But that quarter went away. Yeah. <laughs> he made change at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Keanu though. I like back in the night, you know, before John Wick made him, or I guess really probably the Matrix made him cool again. Like I always liked Keanu. I always liked the Reeves, like, uh, yeah, like everybody was always like, yeah, he's he's not a very good actor, but like he's so likable. I don't Ew, know why. Here it is. Ugh, slurpy slurp. Look at that's the What's, weirdest. That's the weirdest part. Like, oh kid, okay kid, roll the eyes in the back of your head while he's sucking you. 
Gotta get a close up. Yeah, you are a bit ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, you are. Am I? Because right now he's just lurking and is talking. Because we should say he he like the kid freaked out because he saw him slurping the the snake eggs. And um, if you want, pause it and I'll tell you when it shows him slurping. Okay. Slurping. And he he was. Yeah, I, he, he, I just watched him slurping the the shoulder cock. It was weird. Okay. He ch- he chased the little boy into a boiler room. Now he's removing his clothes. Zach, just tell me to go whenever you see uh hollow notes running down the street, right in the daytime towards him. Okay. Yeah, I got it paused. Yeah, and- <laughs> sucking hard. He's sucking that shoulder cock really well. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it looks like he made a blister, and now he's sucking the juice out of the blister. Boy. Well, I don't get how his sucking like makes the skin grow. Like it's weird. Hell yeah, and it pulsates. Play. He's running. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the guy later too uh, that's dating the hot uh, babysitter kind of looks like uh, what's his name, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, he does. I can't think he was gonna be like, Wendy, let me in. I want to be your friend. I want to guard your dreams and visions. I, I thought Hollow Notes was gonna be like, Whoa, here he comes. He's a boy sucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does it? Uh, this this chick, she just kind of comes off like a, a low grade Julia from Hellraiser. When I've think, I, I, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking that too. Ah, oh, it's this like, bitch again. Like, like Julia from uh, Julia from Hellraiser is like ugly, but she's sexy at the same time. It's weird. I disagree. I think she's kind of gross, but you can have her. Really? <laughs> I, oh, thank you. She's <laughs> she's got a weird mom bod. I would understand if she had that weird face, but like a, a rocking bod. But I don't know. She's just there's nothing attractive about that '80s haircut, that permed up look. Oh, I think that's the hottest thing about her. I like '80s hair yeah. and those shoulder pads. It looks good on like uh, a Linda Blair, right? Back in those days. Yeah. But the shoulder pad look, it's not. It's not for me. Um, oh, she has. She can fucking. Uh, she could just run into you like a fucking football player with those shoulder pads on. Who is it? Make you come. Who is it that shared a? Uh, one of you guys, I think, shared that meme from Hellraiser 2, and it was the help me, I'm all sticky. <laughs> yeah, instead of help me, I'm in hell, it said help me, I'm all sticky. I don't know who made that. I, w- I laughed way longer than anyone should laugh at that stupid fucking meme, but I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> this is where we're starting to find out that the little boy Tony now has psychic powers because he's been bitten by his alien father. Which is another weird twist, by the way. It's just like, okay, now they have psychic yeah. powers? Because has he shown to have psychic powers, the dad, at any point? Not, yeah, not really. See, what if this is the Tony that fucking uh, Danny's talking to in The Shining? I like to think. Twist. It could be. I don't know why. For some reason, she really doesn't look like her, but the French girl, she kind of reminds me of, I don't know, Olivia Diabo, like Wonder Years, you know? Yeah, because it's her sister. It's it's Is it really? Yeah, yeah, this is Mariam Diabo. This is the older... See, I always got them mixed up. I, for years and years, dude, I thought it was the same girl, you know what I mean? But, uh, because they look exactly the same, but, like, yeah, I think they're a few years apart. So, this this was the first Diabo who came out in this and, like, the James Bond mo- uh, movie and all that, and then, yeah, Olivia came uh, out later. See, I had no idea there was any relation. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even know her last yeah. name until you told me. And it, I saw Olivia Diabo in something very recently out of nowhere. I don't remember. I've watched a lot of stuff lately. It might have even been fucking bad boys for life, for God's sakes. But I saw her in something modern, and uh, I hadn't seen her in a long time, and she still looks good. She's definitely middle-aged now, but she's aging, you know, like a wine. I agree. Uh, my mom watches those Hallmark uh, Channel movies, and I was over there the other day, and uh, fucking uh, Wendy from Wonder Years was on one of those. She looks good still. 
Or oh, she looks good. I, I don't remember thinking she was hot as a kid. Her name. Her name's Winnie. Yeah, Winnie. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, she's in a ton of those. Yeah, she 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 aged well. She's probably in her early forties, but she looks like she's in her early thirties. Yeah, I follow her on socials. She's always posting like stuff. But yeah, she's she she aged really well. Uh, what was I gonna? Olivia Diabo. She was also in um, Jane the Virgin. If you guys ever saw that show. I know about it, but I didn't watch it. I've heard of it, yeah. If you don't have a woman in your life, you've probably fucking never had to watch it. But she's in that, and she looked damn good, too. I'm like, fuck, that's Olivia Diabo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this bitch. Oh, I hate her. I would fuck her. She She's not uh, ugly for uh, an old hag. I, I don't dif- differentiate someone like that from Julia and Hellraiser. Like, they, they have the same fashion. They got the same haircut. They probably smell like mothballs the same. Uh... I don't know. I don't know how Julia was able to lure so many fucking old well, men are needy. How many? I, what kind of salad is that? Like it's just it's literally just fucking <laughs> snake salad. <laughs> how did that? Yeah, I know it's funny. It, the snake. Uh, I think you would have in that second shot. It, there clearly was no fucking snake in that salad. I know. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Hey, I know it's a totally different movie, but I feel like I gotta ask. At what point, if 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 Julia lured you into her house to have sex, so. At what point into walking into that weird attic room and looking how fucked up and weird it was, would you be like, yeah, this is not right. I'm out of here. I would have taken a while. As soon as like Frank comes out, I would have been like, holy shit, we, we got a third? Hell yeah. And as soon as he hit me, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> and that first guy looks just like Phil Collins. That's what I always think about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I always think about that. Like, man, I, I mean, they're asking a couple of questions on the way up, but I get it. Your horniness is going to take precedence, but there has to come a point where you're like, okay, this is not normal. I feel like I'm going to get raped or, or or hit in the head with a hammer or whatever the fuck happens. <laughs> well, the feeling I always got when I watched it was she was intentionally targeting like the most hard up guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the ho- the constantly horny, constantly hitting on women guys, but that are never successful. The you know incels. Well, well, because that guy was sexually frustrated when it kind of seemed like she was going to resist or, or turn away. Remember, he got real rough. Yeah. For a moment, yeah, you're right. Did you notice she put she went through the trouble of of putting the snake in a bag? Do you think she picked that snake out and ate that salad still? Oh yeah, of course. I would have. But uh, but like like we kind of ignored it. But like there was a whole like I feel like there was a whole secondary movie going on, Adventures of Harry the Snake, because like they showed <laughs> him crawling out. Yeah, they showed him crawling out of the the tank. Going under the door, he crawls out of the chandelier downstairs to get into the salad. Like that was like a whole, like that's what's cool about this movie is like if you're not liking it right now, like ten minutes later it'll be a whole different movie for you to get into. Oh yeah, I think in about ten minutes it becomes that's when it becomes an acid trip, man. We got the midget clown back, we got the the life size toy soldier guy. It, it it does. It becomes a totally different thing. Uh, I, I think this is also one of those flicks too where. It was really smart, and it knew how long it had to be. It's one of the strengths. This is not a movie I don't, I don't think I wanted to watch for two hours. It's it's, but at ninety minutes, it's so fucking off the wall, and it's moving so fast where it almost does it a service. I f- I find that the older I get, uh, the more the less patience I have for certain flicks. Like I, I've seen enough good movies that can that can make it all wrap around in about ninety minutes. That I I realize how many movies are way too bloated. Like this movie doesn't. Oh, yeah. This movie doesn't have to be two and a half hours long. This movie doesn't have to be. I watched. Uh, God, what is it, Zach? Pizzagate the movie. Oh, I don't know. Walking, <laughs> walking. What is it called? The Joker. Pizza, Pizzagate the movie. Come on, what is it called? I don't know. He plays the guy who rescues the girl from the 
fuck from the politician. Come on, man. He plays oh, the uh, war guy. Yeah, the hitman. Or I, I knew you were here. Or yeah, something like that. yeah, I was never here. You, you were never here. You're talking about the, the where he's like the hitman, and he always kills people with a hammer. Yeah, you were. I was never here. You were never really here. That's what it was called. Pizza Gate, the movie. Yeah, yeah I've seen that movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pretty good. I loved it, and I and I watched that movie, and that movie was like it was crazy short. It was like 82 minutes. It was it was like an animated feature yeah. length. I couldn't believe it, and. They got their point across, and I'm like, man, if anybody else would have made this movie, it would have been two hours and 15 minimum because of the subject matter. And I'm like, man, why can't all these movies just fucking wrap it in a tight little bow like this? Because, uh, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is arguably the original Alien, which isn't 90 minutes. It's a little slower. It's a little bit longer. Yeah. But I can't honestly say I watch Aliens every six, Alien every six months. But there's a lot of movies that are like an hour and 25, hour, 30 minutes that I can just bust through and they're extremely rewatchable. Yeah. And I think there's a, a big value in that, too. Yeah, that's like the original. Uh, I don't know if you guys are seeing this movie, but the original version of District B-13 is like 76 minutes. And like I probably watched that movie like eight times in the first two years that I had the DVD because like you just, oh, just want to see a quick action movie, whatever. It's over with quick. Boom. Throw that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Zach, I agree with you. The Shining's a perfect 10, but I'm not going to watch it every, every fucking quarter of the year. Right. You know, cause it, cause it, it's, it's like a special occasion. It's cumbersome. It is a big event. It's a lot to take in and there's a lot to pay attention to. Um, it's kind of an exhausting movie, right? Because it's really making you work. Even if you've seen it a million times, every shot of the Shining is like a work of art. Your eyes are always going places in it. Um, I don't know, yeah. but yet for some reason I've watched the fucking shitty Mortal Kombat 1995 movie more movie than any oh, time yeah. I can count. That and the original TMNT movie. Oh yeah, like are those high art? No, but they're they're fun. They're over in less than ninety minutes, and there's so much fun, and it's like there's something to that too. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the shitty Mortal Kombat movie is when Reptile comes out. Reptile. And the, yeah, the movie's actually like reptile. It's just <laughs> announcing to the idiots in the audience, like no. I think it, it's a homage to the games when you select them, right? <laughs> reptile, <laughs> and he even rolls his R's. Reptile, yeah. it's cool, dude. I I fucking get off on it. I'm like, yeah, and I still love it. But when I watch it now, obviously back in 1995 when that movie came out, I was a novice action martial arts movie guy as far as what I had consumed. Yeah. Then at you know. 25 years later, I've consumed a lot of that genre, and you realize, wow, the, the choreography in this movie is shitty. It's like they're just dancing. Yeah. They're not really fighting, and it's pretty weak, but yeah, I, know. I don't know. The movie's great. Uh, I I get a lot of fun. And it's super cheap. Like, the sets are, but all that stuff's charming. Christopher Lambert, I mean, he's done a lot wrong. Don't get me wrong, but yet he does no wrong. I think he's a great, charming actor. <laughs> I think Highlander's overrated as fuck. I'll take, I'll take Highlander 2 over 1, to be honest with you. As imperfect as it is. What? As imperfect Are as you fucking crazy. As imperfect and weird and you know, uh it, it, it's like it what Highlander two kind of wants to be Blade Runner to, to a degree. Uh, I, I love to see the real quick the, she, the her reaction to like somebody just cutting that chain and then fucking blowing her door open. It's, it's really fucking calm and understanding. Yeah, we, we should say the little boy, because he's using his alien magic to bring his toys to life. First, he made a little doll turn into a, a circus midget. Now he's made like a full on, like, you know, 12 inch G.I. Joe come to life. And it's literally like a wooden motherfucker, like running around <laughs> trying to kill this lady to avenge the death of Harry the Snake. This must have been like the first day of shooting because she does not, she is not acting very convincingly. 
No. She's not even acting like the same character that she was in the other scenes. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know what's funny, too, is, like, I remember as a kid, like, there's something really creepy to me about uh, bad acting in movies, because it, never, it never registers bad acting. It always made me think, like, uh, like I remember when I'd watch, like, Troll 2, and the, the, the adults were acting so shitty, I always thought, like, oh, man, this this is creepy, because it's like the, the grown-ups aren't, are, are off, like, there's, yeah. there's something nefarious about these grown-ups. And, uh, yeah, I think that works, too, on this movie. Like, uh, I think every kid can kind of, like, uh, that kind of gets in their psyche and it kind of creeps them out. The idea that, like, your parent isn't really your parent. Like, it's somebody that looks like them, but it's an imposter. Yeah, been replaced. Yeah. Now, now we got to say the reason this lady got killed was, like, the the wooden guy. He like he almost acts like he don't have any eyes, which I'm sure is because the guy can't see all that fucking mask. But, like, he's, like, stabbing with his bayonet rifle all around, like, the curtains trying to find the lady. He eventually finds her because she's hiding underneath the couch. And I guess in her rush to get on her, she spilled, like, her little thing of, like, Valentine's Day candy. He finds her and kills her because her hand reaches out to grab a piece of the candy. Like, was she just needed a snack right then and there? Or, like, what? Yeah, now he can see, also. He's like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know he's a, a, a real fucking, like, the dank shit. He's not one of those off-brand fucking G.I. Joes that you get at Kmart. He's the, he's the real brand shit. He's the legit action man. Fucking from the UK. Gobot. If he if he was like a yeah, he wouldn't be the Gobots, he'd be the Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid though, I remember that guy. That stuff is legitimately creepy to a kid. Like anything that resembles like dead in the eyes, like a plastic toy or a doll. That yeah. used to creep me out. And also the episode of uh Friday the thirteenth the series, you know, with the dollhouse. Right? Yeah, the the doll one, yeah. That's creepy. And if there was even an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark of all things where there was like the dollhouse, right? The little girl travel. That stuff was kind of mm-hmm. creepy to like a kid. And uh I guess it's not I guess it's a mask. It's not like a toy, but it kind of looks like it. Uh Taurus Trap used to freak me out. I remember watching you know the guy's mask or whatever. Yeah. Uh moving up and down. It's I gotta like a do a pee real quick. I'll be right back. You gotta do a pee. Gotta do a pee. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh <laughs> I remember I watched Taurus Trap. I was probably four years old and it used to come on like our creature features back on like public access used to kick ass i i don't think that's a thing yeah. anymore like they don't have no the creature feature host of the week on your local public access they don't do it anymore but i, I landed across that and i remember the tour strap dude scared the fuck out of me as a kid too but once again that's a movie i really didn't absorb what it was about i just remember things like visuals and they stick with you like i've never had like a spooky like um you know, experience in my life. But the one thing that did freak me out and I still can't like kind of come to terms with it, if it was real or not was the, um, and I loved him too, but the local horror host where I grew up in Cincinnati was this guy called the cool ghoul. And uh, he was like pretty much retired. Like by the time, like I, you know, I was born and everything, but like he came along and like, he would do like, you know, sporadic like appearances on TV and he would do like local commercials and shit. And I swear to God, like his, like he, he just kind of like, like those wacky hosts. He had like a blonde wig and a hat and a little outfit. I swear I saw that guy walking through the woods behind my house. It was so fucking weird. Now, in my mind, it, it, it was him, but it probably was just somebody who for some reason was dressed similar, looked similar because it was from a distance. But that was like the creepiest moment of my life thinking I saw the cool ghoul in the woods. Like, well, and I used to think, uh, when you're a kid, I, I used to think those guys were like celebrities. You don't really grasp that. Yeah. That's local. I couldn't tell the difference <laughs> yeah. between public TV, local TV, and, and a yeah. national network. 
I remember I uh, I saw the son of Sanguinary. That was our guy. He, he kind of did like the mad scientist shtick on his. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing him at like a grocery store, like a Kroger brand store. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it, to make it even more pathetic. Okay, let's let's back it up even more. I remember when I was four or five years old in kindergarten, I uh, I saw my ice cream driver who looked a lot like Hulk Hogan eating at the same crystal burger as us. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's the ice. You know what that is? That's the ice cream man. Oh, it was weird to me. Wow. The jolly Ollie man. Yeah. He looked just like, he looked like Hulk Hogan and Mr. Nanny dude. He had that, <laughs> that same Chrome dome with the long hair on the sides and blonde. Uh, oh yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, it's the, it's like definitely not that same kind of thing, but even like when I was like older, like, you know, teenager or whatever, like you see people that like work at jobs or whatever, like, like somebody works at your like local video store or something. And then like you see them like one day or wherever, like out of their uniform, yeah. just like eating somewhere at the mall. And you're, and you're like, oh, like they're just a regular person like me. And it's like, it's like, wait, like, why would I think they were anybody special? Yeah. <laughs> because they have some low paying job. Yeah. I, that's not unlike the ice cream man thing. I think I, yeah. I remember I was yeah. a little bit like I kind of had those vibes too. Like when uh, they they had the local weatherman come and talk to us, the meteorologist. I'm like, that's Jim Flowers. His name was Jim Flowers, yeah. and he grew up to be a weatherman, which is kind of fucked up. Anyway, was he related to Brandon from uh, the Killers? No, not that guy. But yeah, it, it was it was really weird. <laughs> We can't say for sure they could have been distant relatives. You know what's funny is Zach is totally shit with names unless he's making a reference to deviate you. Then he gets the names on point. Yeah. He knows Brandon Flowers then. Yeah. All of a sudden, he knows everybody. But if we were talking about the killers, you would have called him Brandon Ruth. or, or, or I like the killers enough to remember his name. Okay. I like the killers too. Yeah, I was I was I guess lucky enough to I saw the killers live in concert open up for Morrissey before like anybody really knew who they were. And the one guitar player for some reason his amp caught on fire in the middle of the set. It was pretty crazy. Morrissey's not PC, bro. We can't get down with Morrissey. (laughs) I love Morrissey. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't give a fuck either. It's so funny, man. People just uh throw all kinds of shit at that guy. Yeah. I know. He doesn't fuck. That's weird. Oh, is he one is he asexual? I didn't know that. He claims to be, but come on. You got the jacket. I don't know if there's total asexuality, but I think maybe they're mistaking asexuality for someone that just doesn't have a very high sex drive. I think there's many levels. It's right. it's like obviously at the the tipping point, you have your sex addicts that are just you know insatiable, and then you have the guys that are all right with doing it once every couple of weeks or whatever. It's like I'm good. Yeah. Well, if you listen to all the early Smith songs, they're like half of them are all about like bizarre awkward sexual experiences that went wrong i mean so there you go he's got a he's got a fucking an issue something happened to him and he's traumatized he's probably traumatized probably like he had sex with his aunt or something no. at a young age or or he just he he masturbated way too much before he ever finally got laid and it just ruined it for him and he's just sensitized yeah nobody can please him like he yeah. can exactly there was that weird scene with the kid in the babysitter where like they're just like eating there's like just random popcorn strewn like all over the table and like they just get big gallons of like they're eating entire gallons of ice cream and it's just all melting it's just so gross now look at this see she she was obviously trying to make him like happy giving him ice cream and shit i would be like can i just watch you fuck your boyfriend (laughs) yeah i won't tell mom (laughs) yeah it's like the boyfriend snuck in so they can have sex while the kid was there like how like might as well just have him come out the fire escape or some shit Oh yeah, oh is it? This is a fucking scene from uh, Evil Dead. Yep. 
I like how she just keeps pulling up to that gate. Like, she's almost ready to run him over. Yeah, she's like, I ain't gonna fucking stop. You gotta fucking, like, uh, I'll uh, go really slow, but, like, you should just fucking be able to open it up fast enough. I ain't stopping. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hold my foot all the way down to, like, a complete stop. She's got a lead foot. Yep. You know, or, uh, the opposite. I get why they cast a dwarf uh, to play that, that clown he brought to life or whatever, mm. but, I mean... If the kid really brought it to life, I don't really think it would have like dwarfism. I mean, it's just they could only cast it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? You know, it would be proportionate. Yeah, it, it was just, like the toy wasn't really necessarily a, even a, a short or stubby thing. It was just like a little fake circus toy. Yeah, it wasn't a short and stubby thing. Fuck those short stubby things. Those fucking short stubbies. Well, they did it because uh, fucking uh, uh, what's scarier, a grown man? In the fucking, uh, in your room, painted as a juggalo, or a kid, and, or someone in between. Uh, that's creepy. That's pretty gross. This, this scene's pretty, uh, but he gets to suck on, uh, you said that's Diablo's sister? Yeah, she's the one. I just looked it up. Uh, current day, this Diablo's 59, and the younger Diablo's 51, so. Man, I'll take them both. Right yeah. now. Right here. I'll take her when she's 69. I thought you were gonna say I'll I'll take him after you. Yeah, <laughs> this movie has a lot of weird. Have you guys noticed these like little jump cuts? Jump yeah. cuts, yeah. Like whenever it was panning over, like earlier, it did like a weird dissolve. Like, uh, but it's and it's like why'd you pause? Like or why'd you cut? Because yeah. they come at weird times. It's just like they just wanted to mesh like two takes together. Yeah. See, look, he's like, I'm gonna fuck this bitch. He's all happy and shit. Oh, his dick went limp. Yeah, he has a hammer and he keeps getting. He wants to smash the lady's head and keeps getting wobbly. Finally, he does. I feel like look at that. That's the river cover right there. Yeah. Is your version longer or something? Because I feel like I'm in a different spot now again. Oh, what are you seeing? So I watched, you know, him suck the vein out of Diablo, and then now I'm seeing outside the dad open the door, and we're seeing the vein now. Damn, why am I... I think what happened is I think you got something that's like a PAL copy that's slightly sped up, Aaron. Sometimes, yeah, PAL versions of the DVD or Blu-ray, like, they have different frame rates. Yeah. I've noticed that whenever we've done certain movies, like, whenever I go... PAL is like 5% faster, so you won't notice it at first, but as time goes on, it will get out of sync. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it, it looks and it plays good to me. It's interesting. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, he's fucking sucking them veins. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 varicose veins on this young woman's stomach. Well, Zach, tell me, tell me when you see the little toy tank, and that's when I'll jump back in. Uh we're we're past the scene now. We're seeing them driving. Oh, you passed the toy tank? Nah, the toy tank hasn't come uh, up yet. Yeah, let me know when you hit that, and I'll just jump back in. Deposit, but it, like how the the mom or whatever is like, oh, I'm gonna take the dad to the to the whatever the farmhouse to see if he remembers anything. Like, and the boyfriend was pissy about it, but to me that was just like the sign right away is like the mom and the dad are gonna go bang out there. Like, how could they not to? You know what I mean? Like, even if this wasn't an alien abduction story, that's just a red flag going up right there. Oh yeah. Well, at I know I'm jumping ahead here. At the very end of the movie, what is the uh? What was the fascination with her grabbing that egg and just you know, uh, and obviously it, it jump scares and it and it gets her too. But like, what? Why was she mesmerized by it? I think you're just supposed to believe that even though it's like a little embryo thing, like it still has some magical power the way the dad and the kid did. 
There was a different ending to, uh, I guess they didn't like the ending, so they, they made a different one real quick. I read. Yeah, the ending's kind of whack because it just definitely sets up a sequel and then they make a sequel and it has nothing to do with this movie. I want to say uh, I rented uh, Extro 3. When did that come out, by the way? I think around 95. Okay, because I, I think it was around 97. We rented Extro 3, too. And and this is back in the day where Toy it's tank. like... Toy Tank. Got Toy it. Tank. You know, back in the day, isn't it funny when we were kids, you would just rent a part three before seeing part one or two or whatever you would yeah. just you didn't give a fuck you didn't care yeah you'd rent whatever out of sync i mean i didn't watch the halloween movies in sync i probably saw halloween i think i saw halloween two first then i probably and i saw that on tv on that same creature feature we were talking about but then as far as renting it i rented four and then i think i saw the first one like after that you never cared freddie was the same way exactly now look yeah extra three was 95 there's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Tonight down on Union Street, I'm blinking back, baby, to you and me. We go down to the river and we lay down in the water. Hell yeah. I love this scene, too, because, like, uh, fucking he, he gets away from the tank, the magical tank. That's driving. He gets away from it by putting like uh, a blanket over it. He assumed, and not even covering it fully either. <laughs> Ew! Look yeah, at that he, fucker's teeth. Sorry. He assumed that the fucking magical tank needed to see to know how to sh- where to shoot. Yeah, yeah. And what's great is that he was right because it misses him. I would be pretty scared by the tank just rolling out, like being like, "Who's watching me right now?" I'm probably a little ahead of you guys, yeah. but what's the what was his logic of throwing the towel on the tank? Like, oh, now it won't see me. That's what I just said. Yeah. Is, is that what you said? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that sometimes, right? Dabo's in the cocoon, cocoon right now. Pretty There's nice. no echo in here. Sometimes I just tune you out, Zach. And I, but we're on the same wavelength. I'm just not listening to you. He's throwing the towel on him right now. Throwing in the towel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the... But the little turd is still sticking out, so it could still shoot you. And now there's a jaguar in there. Also, a jaguar missing a tooth, if you notice, too. I can know what did bottom teeth are all yellow. Did he have one of those Sega Jaguars or whatever they were? Atari Jaguars. Atari, yeah, Atari. See, he just fucking turned his Atari Jaguar into a real thing, and it was just a real Jaguar, I think. That's right. Fun fact, I got my first job at McDonald's over the summer of 94 just so I could buy an Atari Jaguar. Donk. Yeah. Was it worth it? Not really. Like, <laughs> I had to have it because they made an Alien vs. Predator game, but, like, the 3D games on there, I guess it was worth it because I finally got to play Wolfenstein and Doom. Doom was probably the one I played the most on there. But, yeah, Alien vs. Predator ended up being a disappointment. I, I mean, you won't believe how hyped I was for that one fucking game. I bought, like, a $300 game system for one game. And the the cartridges were, like, 70 bucks back then. They were fucking expensive. I didn't know anybody with a Jaguar. Um, I knew... My brother actually had a Virtual Boy, but anyway, wasn't yeah. wasn't oh well. Was Jaguar the first CD based system? It was cartridges. It was a cartridge. Oh, okay. Later, like at the very end, before it went out of business, they did introduce like this little like plug in CD thing on yeah, top. Yeah, that's that what I'm thinking up. of. Yeah, yeah, but I, I never I never bought that. And I think back when uh, you know bits were all the marketing thing, right? Bits really mean mm-hmm. bullshit. But I think they were touting themselves as being sixty four bit, right? Was that Jaguar? Yep, sixty four, yep. right? 
and it was just all marketing BS. It it doesn't mean shit. But uh, it just proves it just proves though that sixty four bits was not that good because Nintendo sixty four like they had to put that aliasing effect on like all the games that made them all blurrier than shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, did uh, did it have anything to do with the colors? Didn't N sixty four have a lot more color, like a broader palette than the PlayStation? Yeah. Or whatever. See, the problem with Jaguar and then 64 was they would have been good systems if, if they were doing 2D games, but they tried to do everything with that three dimension that made everything pixelated and shitty. And that that's just early 3D games in general. Even like yeah. early PlayStation games look like fucking pure ass, but their 2D games were they great. Do. Everything just looks like a polygon in those early 3D games. Yeah. Little boy drinking a milkshake. All his magic. Uh, I, I'm watching the midget dump the fucking chum in the fridge. Whatever. Oh, that, that was the most disgusting <laughs> thing that this midget. He has a. I think it's supposed to be like all the the melted ice cream and shit, but it's so fucking gross. It's kind of a random little thing. Like, okay, what is he doing? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something on the game thing. I, and I fucking lost it. I hate that. Oh, I, I thought that was a fun thing you brought up. Uh, uh, Zach, what was the first thing? Because you were talking about McDonald's. What, what was the first thing you bought with the first paycheck you ever earned? Because um, you're a kid. You're going to buy something you just want. Some shit you want. Some dumb shit. Yeah. I think I saved up like for months. And I bought like a, an amp. Like a... Uh, what was it? I think it was the PV Valve King 100. Okay. Head and cab. And this was from a job you worked? Mm-hmm. So you didn't, I get it, you saved, but you didn't take like even 20 bucks and go out and buy a movie or something and save the rest. You, you didn't spend a dime until you had that Val King. I might have. Uh, see, I remember like one of the, uh, I might have waited till after I, I got the amp, but like, yeah, I remember like the first paycheck I bought, like just on random stuff. I, I got like, I went to Amazon and spent the whole entire thing on movies, but like DVDs. My first, uh, technically my first job was a paper route. Right, I was eleven. I was twelve, and then I I was a little guy back then, and what they were expecting me to deliver was kind of unreasonable. It was a lot to carry, and uh, I was kind of slow. But it really wasn't that. It's every time I went on my route, uh, some older kids, some like high school kids, would fucking steal my papers, and some dogs would chase me. That bullshit's real. You see in the movies, and so I had papers that just never would make it to houses or whatever. Anyway. I got fired after a couple of weeks. I got like, oh, and so I only got one paycheck and it was just enough to buy the brand new released Mortal Kombat four on Nintendo 64. I chose 64 over PlayStation. Wow. And uh, that's technically what I bought with my, my, my money. And then uh, my first quote unquote real job uh, was at Toys R Us when I was 16. And uh, I, I put all I bought with my first paycheck was because, you know, you're not used to having money. It feels good to buy your own food. You feel like independent. I went to the grocery store right next to Toys R Us and I bought my own two liter of soda. I bought a big family sized bag of Doritos. And then next to that store was a Best Buy. And I walked in and I bought Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on DVD because DVD was kind of new at the time. Did your family eat your Doritos? No, no. I hid them and I put them in my closet, man. If that's why I felt like a king, I'm like, this is mine. I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to go into the fridge late at night and sneak it. It was great. And I bought Bill and Ted, and I think my dad stole the rest of the money for crack. But that's another story. Fuck. But I had that. Damn. See, you dropped these fucking, these depressing things on us. And then we had to just, we had to sit with that. (laughs) 
I, yeah, I, I remember like those jobs and uh, not not even having a bank account. Yeah, I didn't either. So like I, I would just give my checks to my parents and they would cash it for me when they went to the bank. And then I, like, I always just had the cash or whatever. Oh, bro. You know what would happen to me if I gave my paycheck to my dad willingly? The same thing that happened when you I... would have bought crack? No, the same thing that happened when I didn't give it to him willingly. <laughs> he would take it and then he'd go buy crack. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, that's cool. Yeah, not in Bank County either, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it was it was everything. I didn't care, man. Like if if the rest of my money went away, I don't remember how much I could have been making. This is back when minimum wage I think was like five fifteen an hour. It was like yeah. nothing. Um, so even if my paycheck was like three hundred dollars, the fact that I got that forty bucks to myself and I got a couple of drinks, some grape drinks or whatever, and in a movie. I mean, the fact that even even if the rest of it got pissed away for whatever reason, man, I I felt like a king. It was great because I never had anything. Yeah, I worked at Toys R Us too, except I was like 27 years old when I did it. Yeah, yeah, I was over by then. I'm like, fuck this place. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it, it was, it was one of the worst jobs I ever had, if not the worst. Hey Zach, you know how? Uh, let's rewind. You know how? Like 20 seconds ago, I was talking about. I just felt like a king having my movie. Oh yeah, and my my drink, and the rest of it could be pissed in the wind. I mean, that was until a week later when my dad would steal my copy of of Bill and Ted and, and pawn it for crack. Oh. Fuck me. <laughs> And I'm not. She even, looks like go. she looks like Winona Ryder in that picture that he had. She does the dead girl, dude. Uh, I, I worked at Toys R Us when I was uh, 15 or 16, and I actually had a lot of fun because it was seasonal. And you know, uh, like I said, I just wanted to get out of the house. Like I said, and it was whatever. But fast forward, maybe when I was like 20, 21, I was working at this restaurant. And I needed a sec. I wanted a second job. I wanted some extra income for the holidays. So I was like, you know what? I remember having a lot of fun at Toys R Us when I was 16 or whatever. And I got a part-time job at Toys R Us when I was like 20, 21. And I didn't show up after my first shift. I, I went to one shift and a four-hour shift there just dragged ass. I'm like, this sucks, dick. Like, I can't do retail. Don't ever revisit anything. Yeah, I don't even know how I survived on, but I, I I just grabbed Toys R Us. I actually started out seasonal overnight stalker when I first moved to Los Angeles. And uh, I did that like all through the season. I got kept on or whatever and worked on stock crew. And then like the second year I worked there, I transitioned to cashier so I could get more hours. And that shit sucked. Mm-hmm. I worked in like the jankiest. Uh, it's like the Toys R Us that you see in the background at the beginning of uh, Back to the Future. And that shit was like so fucking old. By the time I worked there, there was like... No AC, no nothing. It was like a hundred degrees in the store in the like the the summertime. They made us wear these like heavy ass uniforms and pants and shit. I got like a a whole like fucking crotch rash because I was sweating so much in that shithole. Uh, yeah, I was a cashier. It, it was just line wall to wall people, like old people, just you yeah. know buying toys or whatever. Check this out. She's sleeping. He just starts fucking kissing her tits. Yeah. The the dad just comes in and starts having sex with the old mom out at the farmhouse. He's like Trump, dude. He doesn't ask. He just takes it. He just grabs it. Yeah, exactly. This uh, like uh, I always laugh at the scene too when she wakes up and realizes he's like having sex with her, and he just goes, "I'm sorry," and then he does the cum face. <laughs> it's dank. Yeah. Hey, so do you uh do you live in L.A. still, or was that back in the day? Are you located elsewhere? That was like, oh, shoo, like, oh, four to 2011. And then I had to move to Northern California for my work because my office was closing. Gotcha. 
I'm in I'm in Phoenix, so I'm not far from California. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it is it hot as balls there? Not currently, but it's it's getting there. But it will get you know in, in our peak summer months, man. It's like 110 to 20 every day, 120 sometimes, yeah. and <laughs> and it sucks because look at him. What? Yeah, I'm at, I can't look at him. No, I'm sorry. I'm at a different spot. I can't. Yo, he's coming hard too. <laughs> he's just like no, no, don't go. Let me finish. But but his face is like rotting off the. Yeah. Like, imagine if uh, somebody would, like, you wake up and some guy's raping you, and you're like, ah, and he goes, no, no, wait, let me finish. Would you Would you go ahead and let him? Like, uh, I wouldn't. Would I let a guy finish? Yeah, because she, she just kind of went for it and let him do it. Yeah. No, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Phoenix is, like, the sunniest city in america and i live in the second sunniest city it's hot as balls it's uh i mean i'm sure it's the same way even like socal but we don't check the weather here because we just assume it's going to be bright and sunny and warm right we have the monsoon season you know there's a period in in september october where for a few weeks you'll have sporadic like torrential downpour but that's it and and it's kind of expected but I don't ever look at anything it's just always sunny and i don't take it for granted man because i'm from the midwest i love it and I, you know, people that are native here, you know how like natives are always going to complain about where they grew up. I don't care if it's yeah. the fucking greatest place on earth. Um, I have per- both perspectives. I come from torrential, terrible winters, ice everywhere, just shitty seasons. Yeah. Dude, I don't care if it's hotter than balls out here. I, I will, I will take it. No winter and no ice. Who cares? Cause the back half of the year we get totally rewarded. It's like perfect. Like right now, all week it started heating up a little bit, but we're talking like 70, 75. It's still not bad. And then all throughout the winter, man, it you got 30 degree nights and you got 60, 65 during the day. It's perfect. Summertime, the drop ain't nearly as much. It literally would be like 115, 120 in the day. His fucking dick just hit the camera lens. I, I, I wish I could <laughs> see what you're seeing, but I'm ahead. I'm, I'm at the part where. Like they're outside, and the dad looks like he's got shit smeared, like Gigi Allen, all over his body, and he's rubbing his son's face. Oh yeah! And he's doing the face off, like <laughs> he's like rubbing the front of his face. I'm gonna take my face yeah. off. Yeah, he did that thing where he remember in the what he does. He always does that thing to his son where he just puts his hand over his face and just pulls it down real slow. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking <laughs> about. The face off. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you do that? I'm gonna take it's, his it's, face off. It's a little off. invasive, like. <laughs> Like, like as you see, John Travolta's fingertip just touched his like yeah. inner lip, like inside. Yeah. It's like he, you know, you know that kid tasted that like a fish. Hook. That that kid legit tasted whatever you know, dude's ass John Travolta finger banged in between sets. <laughs> That's how you fuck. You make a man out of that kid. <laughs> I watched a video. John Travolta is a great actor. Right before this recording, man, I I watched the videos on Instagram of like. John Travolta posted it because I follow him because he's fucking corny as shit. And he's awesome. He posted a video. He's like, here's me jamming with my buddy Pitbull at the Latin Music Awards last night. And I, I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I guess it, if he calls it a jam, he, he comes out and he kind of dances in the middle of the song with some women. It's really awkward. It's just like out of nowhere, John Travolta. And he's coming out doing like the fucking Pulp Fiction dancing or whatever. I'm like, this is kind of cringe. <laughs> I'll have to look that up because he is... 
For my money, he's the he's the most versatile entertainer in the business today. See, okay. that's funny because to me, we're seeing him do the face off right now. Yeah, he's on face off right now. That's funny because to me, fucking uh, he he was in face off with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is the most entertaining actor going now to me. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Like when that guy plays crazy Nick Cage, I'm 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 loving it. He's pretty much been stuck in crazy Nick Cage mode for the last decade. Exactly. See, I'm excited for that new uh, that, that uh, Lovecraft National Treasure movie. Oh, it's like a Lovecraft movie coming out, right? What's that Lovecraft? In? Oh yeah, I'm talking about the National Treasure yeah. movie though. Did they greenlight a new one? I, that's, I heard that. Okay. It'd probably be for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, this I'm, so I'm ahead of you guys. I'm watching the scene where they're boarding the spaceship, right? And they look all full aliened out. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I thought it was a cop out that he killed the boyfriend just by screaming at him. I I wanted to see some better gore for that shit. Yeah, yeah, they were out of money by this point. See that yeah. that shot's fucking creepy. What the hell? Yeah, the the rotting face. Yeah. Where he almost looks like a jack-o'-lantern. He's mm. so rotted. Okay, so you guys are there now. It almost looks like something Tom Woodruff would have created, you know? Yeah. Like, not unlike that Alien Resurrection weird hybrid thing. Uh, it's it's right. awkward looking, but it's it's kind of cool. But again, like, this movie's awesome. Because, like, look at this, like, horror movie lighting in the woods and shit. Like, I don't know. There's, like, something about how, like, over-the-top and goofy this movie is. But there's still, like, some touches of, like actual good professional mm-hmm. filmmaking within it with it like no matter how crazy it is why is it so bright still i thought that aircraft left where the, there's no lights anymore yeah we're seeing him now as the alien skeleton oh, okay see i always i wish you could see him better mm-hmm. i always assume this is uh yeah this is just see uh for, see i assume maybe the aliens they uh they watch us on earth right so they they mm-hmm. probably watch us like a, as a reality show and they were just like, "Hey, you know what'd be funny? That 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 image is genuinely creepy. The dead kid yeah, there, the cl- holding the claw hand, and all that." Yeah, I always thought they were like, "Oh, you know what'd be funny? You know how we like fucked up their lives and took like their uh, the husband? Mm-hmm. We should just go back down there and take the kid, and then we could just watch her be really miserable. That'd be funny." Yeah, the motivation for why the aliens are coming, like, I feel like they don't even need people, really. Like, it'd be different if they just came out and bred, but, like, they weren't really breeding, you know, except for the end where they show the eggs. Like, he wasn't really, like, breeding while he was here. He was just kind of here to take the kid. Like, why do the aliens need that kid? You know what I mean? Yeah, what's the motive? And we're seeing this weird panther again, which is kind of a weird, I don't know, almost like art house thing. Like, why the fuck is that panther there? I just said, I think they, they watch us on TV from their spaceship. They got all the channels and they watch us in our daily lives like a reality show. And they were just like, that would be funny if we took our kid too. Like, she'd be really miserable. Yeah. Having fun with it. And then at the end, we'll kill her. <laughs> I like to think that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, this looks really cool, man. Those eggs look neat. Like, they, they did a lot with a little because I can't imagine the budget was very high. We're looking forward to whatever you're talking about, Aaron. I know. I'm going to say, yeah, in five minutes, we'll be right there. No, it's where she's holding the egg in the tub. Are you guys not there? No. Yeah, she's sitting in the middle of the field. I'll say it right now. Holy fuck. I'm like two minutes ahead. You're in the next scene. You're so far ahead. <laughs> See, I think that would have been the best ending right there, just to fate. And it does fate to black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of just her sitting in the field. I think that would have left you on more of a downbeat, like, oh, man. They had to have that jump scare, man. They had to add that one more scene. 
Yeah. Bob Shea was like the king of like, we have to set it up for a sequel. He was jerking off. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be shocked just the way the stuff works and that maybe they intended for that fade out to be the end. And they're like, you know, you need to go back and, yeah. and, and do another one. Yeah. Just like, yeah, the Bob Shea and the Freddy thing. I mean, they had to set up these because Dabo was in a cocoon that at one point had a penis shooting eggs out of it. Like, yeah, they were planning this egg shit, but it like it never really even at the end where it kills the mom, it's never really going anywhere. Just a mind fuck of a movie. Yeah, like they built that awesome. Like at the end, how they? Sh- I mean, I like the original alien like creature that first came down the beginning of the movie, but like they had that awesome shiny black one. Like for that one little scene, they should have instead of the panther, they should have brought back the shiny black alien. Like she gets sucked by the egg, and then you see the alien like come out. Hell yeah! Yeah, let me know when you guys are credits rolling because I, I my credits are rolling. I'm I'm done with the flick. Um, yeah, she's just picking up the egg right now, and that shit's like bursting. I doesn't it look cool? I think it looks neat. It's dank. It, what's funny is like especially this like high quality version. Like it so looks like a balloon with like uh like mascara or like or red lipstick painted veins on <laughs> hell yeah blu-ray they just they bring out the the greatness of movies yeah yeah i i like when a blu-ray uh, even brings out the shittiness of a movie i like to see the strings and weird yeah. shit uh it doesn't it doesn't take me out at all just because i i mean i'm a grown man i know movies are fake you don't have to take me out of anything right. i want to see how it's made i like that sausage you know I do like how the door closes at the end, though. That's like creepy. Yeah, they put it. Should have done that thing at the end where it says the end, and then they should have had a question mark pop up. Yeah, that's what they usually do. Oh yeah, the end ellipsis question mark. Yeah, so stupid. Well, now we're seeing it. Yeah, the credits. So now, typically at this part of the show, go we we read questions. I'm not going to read questions this week. We'll read them next week, just because. You're here, and you wouldn't have any context to what they're asking because they're always talking about old episodes. Gotcha. So we'll we'll put a stamp on that. But I, what do, what do you guys rate this flick? I think it's a solid seven. It's I think it's I think it's a good flick. I give it a seven too, baby. Yeah, I was gonna give it a seven as well. Like I realized, did like over two hundred like DVD Blu-ray reviews on Hubbard DVD reviews, and uh, the most common review like thing I always put was like a seven because like that's how you feel like these movies like you know it's not a good movie really but at the same time like you were entertained the whole time you're watching it you know what I mean it ticks the right boxes you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah sometimes a movie like sometimes like uh you just get those movies that like uh, you know the the story isn't great it, I mean, it's not completely original, but something about the way it's shot, something about the characters, and just kind of the atmosphere of it kind of, like, intrigues you, and it, it, it kind of inflates it. Like, I like this uh, more than uh, I would if it was a movie that came out today, and it was, like, all CG and stuff like that. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, this movie would be ruined with CG. Yeah. And, and one of its greatest strengths, like I said, is the fact that it knows when to check out. It's. I think yeah. if this movie was ten or fifteen minutes longer, I would dock a point off of it because it's tight. Uh, I guess yeah. it's so convoluted in its own way, and it's got shit just thrown at the walls from every direction. But yet it's tight and it's fast and it's in and out. I mean, I, that's. I don't know. It takes the right boxes for me. What I like isn't what everybody else like. I give Mortal Kombat a ten. I. How do I enjoy it? I do. I do. <laughs> it's just I have to be honest with myself. I'm like, you know what. Is this movie like amazing? Does it have great acting? No, no, no. Is it a is it as basic a fucking point A to point B plot structure? Yeah, 
But you know what? Did I rent this movie about 500 times on VHS before we were wise enough to finally fucking <laughs> buy it? Uh, and does it have nostalgia? Yeah, it's it's a 10 for me, right? So I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But this movie's a really, really good flick. Um, I guess since we're not really going to talk about comments this week, uh, let's... What do you want to go ahead and pitch, Goat, man? You want to just pitch your show? Tell everybody what they should be checking out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are on YouTube, check out Hillbilly DVD Reviews channel. We haven't done anything in a while, but we literally have hundreds of things on there. Me and uh, my buddies drunk in a garage most of the time reviewing, you know, pre- pretty, uh, for the most part, pretty obscure movies, pretty or at least cult movies that your audience probably like. If you guys need a podcast to listen to, you can go... Download one of the 75 episodes of uh, the movie Graveyard. And um, if, if anybody out there is like an old school, old school listener, like you guys know Corey G, you can download those early Corey G episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty much it, man. It just you know. and, w- and they knew no Corey G because we've made the mistake of, of keeping his name alive like Freddy Krueger. We won't let his power diminish mm-hmm. because he is mm-hmm. in the, the, the air and uh, uh, I don't know. He comes up from time to time. I like to think it's like a poor man's like whack pack. He's a whack packer that no one's met because he still comes up. And I, <laughs> he's the bane of my, dude, I don't know. Do you have any, can I, can we get trashy for a second? Yeah, Do you did, have any stories? Did you, did you end on good yeah. terms with Corey G? <laughs> because or? he tends to end on bad terms with everybody we found out. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I ended up on great terms with Corey G and uh, still very occasionally text with him or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we we never had a problem, just, like, I'm sure to some people they probably think, like, there was some type of falling out or whatever, but, like, no, it just, he just, he just didn't want to do podcasting anymore, and, it, like, it just got to the point where, like, you know, like, he never, like, officially quit quit, but it was just, like, he just, you know, it, it, like, it, it just was harder to arrange recording times and stuff. So he would just moved on to other things. That's really all it was with me. But, uh, but I, I, I do remember him saying, like, back in the day, like, I guess about you guys being like, him saying, like, yeah, like, I stopped doing the show and all they do is talk about me now. <laughs> I do remember him saying that. <laughs> Wait, when was this? When was this that he said that? Oh, that was like, like whenever we were doing the movie Graveyard, because even before that, he like there was a Hillbilly DVD podcast for a couple of years and he did a bunch of episodes with me. So I wonder if that was pre Zach being on the show, because he might be talking about. I think so. Yeah, he might just be talking about when he it wasn't just that he left. He, he kind of I won't even get into it, but he did some shady shit. Anyway, of course, I think at the time, Riverman and I, Zach, were probably talking about it. Like, well, you know, because it was really fresh, but I don't, it sounds like he doesn't know about just like him coming up on occasion, kind of being the butt of some jokes. Like, I think he still shows up in memes Zach makes in his lucha masks and stuff, or he sends stuff all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Notorious Corey G <laughs> is a mixtape. I made that album cover. I, 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 if I would have to guess, I bet in a weird way, he probably, even if he did know about that, all that, he probably would enjoy it on some level. Hell yeah. My love for Corey G still burns like the Eve of Thousand Sons. Anyway, Zach, is there anything uh, coming out on Mac and Zach's front? Save the world, anything? Um, we, uh, we, we need to talk about it. We, we haven't recorded anything yet. We, we plan it on it though, baby. Okay. I'm sure there'll be a classic up on Monday, uh, per usual. Uh, and as far as us, we're doing the same thing. We got this show dropping every Wednesday, every week. Uh, Zach and I, uh, next week, you're going to see Cinema Enema. And Zach, what's the movie we're doing? Tell everybody. 
A Ken Park. Okay, apparently it's something that is going to be shocking to me because Zach picked it. It's probably going to be something really fucking gross. I've never watched Ken Park. Uh, it's probably going to have a lot of gay shit. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Because Zach's making me watch it. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, that's all we got. The same old spiel. Uh, definitely go check out. Uh, the Zach was on an episode with Goat here on Critters. I think that's a pretty cool, cool place if you guys want to like transition and check out some of his stuff. Yeah, we'll put all uh, all the uh, links he wants us to put in the description of this video. And uh, Zach and I also, we like to say, if you guys want to support the channel, we finally started a Patreon. Ooh, we're with the 21st century. Uh, nothing major. I mean, if you guys, you guys can't afford it, you don't have to just keep listening to the show. That's totally fine. But uh, Zach and I wanted to give you guys some extra content. If you guys wanted to support the show. Uh, we'll have the links down there below. Uh, there's there's a couple of uh, really cheap tiers in there that'll allow you guys some bonus shit, some bonus content, some bonus episodes. Um, and and we're always going to be open to feedback because we're just learning about it. So if you guys have any suggestions on things you would like to see us do extra, if it's within our means, we'll definitely consider it. Um, other than that, I think that's all we got for now. Uh, same thing as usual. I don't know where you guys are listening. If you guys are on podcast services, we're we're everywhere you want to be. Uh, leave us uh, feedback, leave us a rating. All that stuff is like gold for us. It's going to help us gain exposure to people like you, and it's going to grow the old revival family, which is great. If you guys are on YouTube, you know, subscribe, share us with everybody you know. That would be great. Even your grandparents, I don't care. Even if they're like that annoying grandma looking bitch in this, she'll probably like us and all the stuff we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and notification bell, apparently, you have to hit that thing. It's pretty stupid. But if you guys could do that, uh, just keep on doing what you guys do and, and thank you guys for the support and we will see you guys next time any last words from any of you guys no no just thanks for inviting me guys and thanks for uh let, let me be part of such a, a a great movie to talk about it was fun man i gotta say you kept a uh you kept everything grounded <laughs> because <laughs> well sometimes when it's just me and zach man we'll we'll go off and talk about god knows what and like i said we we should have started calling these not a commentaries because if if a movie's shit or if we just you know see shiny things, we'll talk about something totally. I think it's always entertaining, but it's not necessarily pertaining to the flick. Uh, I think the people that are frequenters for us, they they expect that and they love it. Uh, but when we ever sometimes when we get those flybyers right that are new, <laughs> some people are like, "Fuck you, motherfuckers!" Talk about the movie. I'm like, "Ah, it's not what we always do. If the movie sucks." It's the movie's fault. Well, if you, if, if you want to hear somebody talk about the movie, listen, like, not just trying to plug, listen to the movie Graveyard, because I actually feel like we do the opposite. We do nothing but talk about the movie. So, 100%. No, and I I was checking out a bunch of your stuff, too. And, and no, you're that kind of uh, commentator, and it's great, too. So, that's why I thought you kept it grounded. You know, we we had a nice, perfect blend of some storytelling, some callbacks, but we stayed on the movie. And it also doesn't hurt that it's a good movie, and it's... Because whenever the movie is talk worthy, we talk about it. It's 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 only when the movie is a pile of shit, <laughs> yeah, that we have to you know deviate or whatever. <laughs> when we did the Ooey Bowl, Zach, how much did we really? We only stopped long enough to make fun of some shit and make fun of Ooey Bowl, but we have to we have to do something else. But anyway, that's all we got, guys. We'll chat you up next week. Bye, bye, puppets. End of the week at the revival house. Next month's theme, you gotta figure it out. Italian zombies of Polly Shore I slash her with the knife and the girl next door And one second in, get it all queued up and ready Hit play in three, two, one Bye-bye, puppet Zach Pete in a solo cup, man Couldn't this cameras love, man Josh
Sounds good, like this country used to. <laughs>